0: Hello, hello. Today I want to start with the definition of emotional intelligence, the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships empathetically. There's four components to emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management so let's start the intro and let's talk about emotional intelligence here we go you're listening to the disarming honesty podcast with your host jenny Hanson lane disarming honesty plays two folds in our lives it's at the crossroads of being honest with ourselves and creating a space for others to do the same through principles of emotional intelligence I talk a lot about emotional intelligence. I've had a couple questions and some conversations about it, and I just wanted to kind of talk about those and keep the conversation going. The there's different components to emotional intelligence, and emotional intelligence really wasn't defined until like one thousand, nine hundred and seventy-eight. After a lot of studies about um, the IQ system and the IQ testing, they realized there was a whole nother side to the brain that was the emotional side. It was the ability to process how you feel. And so in, in essence, that's emotional intelligence was about recognizing and managing your emotions and managing the emotions of others. So there's lots of solid research behind the fields of psychology and neuroscience and even business leadership. And um, they, they came up a measurement for it called the ECI. It stands for the emotional competency inventory and it was published by a company called the hay group and that's where they re- they review the self-awareness the self-management and social awareness and relationship management so self-awareness is something that is kind of the foundation of it and that's how aware you are and how accurate you can access and assess your emotions as humans we're so busy with the daily grind, that we rarely take a step back and be present with how we're responding to situations or how we are responding to other people. So the other source of self-awareness is recognizing how people respond to us. This can be challenging because we all have our own perception, the way we perceive things. You may have heard the quote that one's perception is one's own reality. That's because we all think differently and it's all based off of our own personal experiences. The second reason it's difficult is because we tend to avoid the uncomfortable action of asking other people for feedback on our behavior, on our weaknesses. But to grow in our self-awareness, we have to consider creating time for us to reflect on our emotions and how we feel. And we have to be okay with getting feedback from other people, especially when we value that person. When the studies of emotional intelligence came out, the data was compiled of thousands of points that leaders who sought out negative feedback were much more self-aware and effective than those who sought out positive feedback. The second part is self management. And that's your ability to control your emotions. I feel like as a parent, we're always working on this with our kids. And it's funny because we are working on it with our kids, but we have to work on it with ourselves when we the way we treat our kids and the components to self management is being able to be transparent and adaptable and optimistic and it's really about how you respond to situations. It's when you get an email that makes you so mad and you wanna write back really quickly. When I was in middle school, I had—I was very unkind vocally, verbally. I could say the meanest things ever, and I would. So that's a really good example of mismanagement, miss self-management. It's like so typical of teenagers. But there was something that happened and shifted with me in my 20s where this self-management just totally came into my heart and my mind and I just made a connection with it that I just felt like, oh, I really value this. So self-management is just recognizing how you respond to situations and how you treat other people in times of stress. We always look back at situations and regret maybe how we handled things, maybe we could have been more calm or more poised or something like that. So it's difficult to manage our emotions, but to recognize them in itself is huge in terms of emotional intelligence. So social awareness is the third one, and that's kind of our level of empathy, to be able to be aware of, engage the emotional climate in groups and in individuals, and being able to recognize that as a powerful dynamic to gauge yourself in how you're going to behave. I haven't studied this one as much, but I think that there's a lot of really good stuff that we could talk about in the future as I learn more about it, too. The fourth part of emotional intelligence is relationship management. And really, that's just developing others and serving to be a catalyst for change. It's collaborating with other people and managing conflict and being able to deal with all types of groups of people in the face of stress and conflict, have the finesse to just go with the punches. If you can create and communicate um, the connections with all different types of people while embracing like a high radar, you know, a high emotional climate, then you, uh, you definitely will thrive in your emotional intelligence. Those are the little things that I've pulled out as I've studied emotional intelligence. And somebody asked me this week, when did you know you were attracted to emotional intelligence? When I was in high school, I used to go to parties with my friends. And when I would walk in the door, I would ask like, hey, who's chaperoning? Is your mom or dad here? They're like, yeah, they're upstairs or they're downstairs. I'm like, can I go say hi to them? They're like, okay, weirdo, you can. I would go find my friend's parents, you guys, and I would hang out with the parents all night. I would just, like, love talking to parents. I just, I wish I could remember some of the conversations because I think it would be interesting to be a fly in a wall to hear a 17-year-old talking to adults. But to this day... I love my friends' parents so much. I have a sweet connection with them. If I'm in my hometown for the summer, when we go back and visit every summer, and I see them in the grocery store, we will talk for 45 minutes straight. Sometimes, sorry friends, sometimes I can talk to my friends' parents more than I can talk to my friends. And it's no offense against my friends. I just had a connection, and people started calling me an old soul. So sometimes I wonder if the connection between my self-awareness um, or emotional intelligence, I was attracted to that and kind of gleamed toward that. Also, when I was um like 15 or 16, there was a big book published in my church about the um dynamic of a family. And it was lots of it was a proclamation given by my church. And it was called the Family Proclamation. It was written in 1995 by the prophet of our church at that time. And it just talked about uh, the principles of a family. And then uh, Brigham Young University had a course uh, and a curriculum where all the professors did essays on this proclamation and created a big, thick book. I got my hands on that when I was like 15. I was with one of my friends and her mom was like, can you wrap this for my parents going away present? And we were driving 30 minutes and I did not wrap the present. I kept reading and reading and reading. And I was so engaged by this book that tore down family relationships. Like how to treat people and how to bring peace into your home. Transformed. Transformed me. It was hardbound. I have a hard copy. I have it marked up. Love it. In terms of like knowing that I, I loved emotional intelligence, I couldn't tell you when that was, but from a very very early age, I like wanting to be friends (laughs) with my friends' parents. I really thrive in conversations where we can talk about our feelings and manage our emotions appropriately. And that's not always fun for some people because I am willing to be confrontational to get the feelings out. And um, there's probably some of that that may not be emotionally intelligent, but I do believe that we can all work on um, assessing our emotions And just let the emotions be what they are. And that would be what I would leave you guys with today is recognize emotions for what they are and ride them out like a wave. If you're sad, recognize it for what it is and ride it out and let yourself be sad. Don't oversuppress an emotion because maybe it's a negative one. I do think that emotions could lead to actions and that's a different conversation. But ride your emotion out for what it is. And as soon as we can recognize our emotions, we can manage them better. And I'm so grateful for that information. All right, you guys, love your feedback. Screenshot this, tag me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave us a review, subscribe, rate us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Have a great day. Peace out.